No, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, how are you doing? It's always good to be home. And, uh, you know, how many of you know how many years we know each other? Uh, some of them, they get married. And uh, some of them are on the way to get married. Oh, you know how many years we have been? Nine? Is that only? I don't think so. We know each other since 1997, September. And when I drove down here and I just calculate the days and... Uh, you know, some people are still alive. Some people went home with the Lord. And uh, uh, the kids like uh, Caleb and uh, Jennifer and, uh, uh, and also your daughter, what's her name? Jenna. Jenna. And, you know, they married and uh, uh, they have children. And, uh, you know, just things are... Uh, going on and uh, kids are growing and we are getting also old and my wife said don't say that <laughs> one of my friends he went to visit nursing home his father-in-law and he saw what's going on in that nursing home and directly he came home to us and I'm not home my wife is home and then he's our good friend we have been known each other since uh, childhood uh, from back home, you know, Wesene, he said, what? I am afraid and fear grabbed me when I'm getting old, what's going to happen? <laughs> anyway, we are in the time where fear is grabbing everybody. You know, economically, politically, we are in a big fear. I don't know about this church. I don't know about each individual. Uh, I don't know what is your decision tomorrow if that persecution is came and took your pastor to prison. We have pastors in prison in Europe now. It's dark. You know, in 1994, when I came to America first, when I start to speak about persecution, nobody is not trying to give me ear. The reason you have this freedom, unlimited freedom, yeah, I'm happy too that I'm in America. I don't know how many of you love you are born an American. I don't know how many of you are taking that freedom for just granted. Or love it and living it. And try to keep this freedom also to pass to your kids. And grandchildren, or still you are playing a game. Anyway, that's not my message. We are doing good, and uh, we are traveling from place to place, from nation to nation, to just bring this gospel to others, to fulfill the Great Commission. That's our call, to take this gospel to others. And here we are called to America, and some Americans, they accept us like you guys. 
we are welcome always here. We want to say thank you really to allow us to come and to minister and to support our ministry. And uh, in some places, they are asking us to go home to make money and uh, to return back home and to evangelize in our home. But the Lord called us to America. I don't know the reason. The day I got the message, I was not accepting that I'm going to end up in American pulpit. Before 33, 34 years, when I was in prison, one of my inmates, she's a school teacher, she's imprisoned also about worshiping God. They took us from all night prayer and they put us in prison. And she came to me, she said, Getane, the Lord is going to send you to America as an awakening trumpet. And here I am to alarm the call. Anyway, um, I want to give you first a small report before starting the message which the Lord gave it to me. Bear with me. Maybe I will take 10 or 15 minutes more than the time we have. Is that okay? Okay. Uh, first, let us pray. May the Lord help me and also may the Lord open your heart to hear what the Holy Spirit is going to say to the church. Let us pray. Father, we are not said, come and be with us. You are already in the midst of us. Wherever your children are gathered, you are in the midst of your children. Lord, we are asking one thing. Have your way. And let your will be done at this place. And we don't want to go out from this house before getting something to our soul. To change the way we think. If we are depressed, if we are down, not to go out the same way we come in. Father, have your way in our life. Open our ear to hear, open our heart to receive. Lord, help me also to say and to speak without any exaggeration, without just minimizing, to bring the message you gave it to me to your people. Have mercy on us, have mercy on me, and let your grace be with us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. And uh, I am uh, working also with the voice of the murder with VOM. And now I am working with four countries, Ethiopia, Eritrea, Somalia, and Djibouti. And uh, we have the VOM magazine back there. When you go out, please take the magazine and also fill the form to inform. And uh, we are not going to give your address or your mailing list to other organization or to anybody, but we try to inform you what is going on. You need to know. You know, uh, I came back now, uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, from Djibouti. We are training Somalian pastors. These pastors, they make a decision. 
to go back to Somalia. Nothing is not expecting them a good thing. In my previous travel, I was in Kenya. I met around 12 Somalian pastors. And one of the pastors, he told me he wants to go back to Somalia to help his sister-in-law to escape from Somalia. His brother got killed last year. And they have five children. The Islam extremists, they try to convert the children to Islam. And they are persecuting the widow. Then he want to bring them out from that to Kenya or to Ethiopia. He went back. He did his mission. I met this guy in January. You know what happened? He got killed. They killed him just cutting his head from his body. I saw him the way I saw you here. I talked to him. But he made a decision to fulfill this great commission. He knew that he is not going to get a heaven there, a welcome. He knows that he is going to die or he's going, something is going to happen to him. He make a decision. This picture is taken by cell phone. This guy is a Tanzanian guy who went to Somalia to help the church and to help the people who is not a Christian to give them aid. If you know Somalia don't have any government and any established law in the country, they are leading by warlords since uh, 1993. Still, they have a big problem in the country, and there is no any freedom to preach this gospel, and these people are willing to go there and to die. And the only thing what we are asking from the church here in America or outside in America, please pray for these people to fulfill their call. And the other country which I'm working is Eritrea. Eritrea is one of the provinces of Ethiopia before. Uh, in 1990, uh, they disconnect from our country, from Ethiopia, and we got this civil war for uh, 32 years, and then when communism fell down, uh, they got their freedom, and now their freedom makes them to persecuted believers. We lost two believers inside a prison. You know why they died? They are not allowed them to get a malaria medication. And their prison is a container. You know how much is the heat? 95, sometimes 100 degrees Fahrenheit. For a woman, tell me, ladies, to be in prison without toilet, without shower, in a container, no room for male or female. They put them together. 
about their faith. They are asking them when they need help, deny Jesus or let he show up to help you. And they don't know what to do with one evangelist. Everywhere he go, he evangelizes, he changes the prison. I'm proud of him and he's my hero. He went home with the Lord. Malaria caught him. And he's not getting any pill. He left behind his wife, his mom, his dad. His dad released from prison two weeks ago. His dad is 81. They don't have any age difference. They put everybody in prison who is having this Bible on their hand and worshiping the Lord. And uh, we put in our report, maybe if you got a newsletter from us, you have the embassy number and uh, mailbox. Please write to their ambassador. Let they have a freedom of worship. And they try to make the country convert to Islam. That is what they do. And please pray for us and pray for these people. And also VOM, Voice of the Murder. Since last year, I started to work with them. They are supporting the families underground. It's very tough to support, even to send the support to these people. And the auditor asking me, uh, maybe he will write a report to Watch and Report. Also, he's asking me, how can you give this money? How can you believe these people? And without signing, without, we can't send money through the bank. We are using another way to send the money. We send it to China for some kind of people who is having a, uh, you know, marketing. And then they are getting that material from China. And then we are doing... Uh, Somewhere which you are not understanding, but still they are getting help, they are getting support. And we need for the church in America again. We are not asking you to give. If the Holy Spirit allows you to give, go ahead and do it. But I am really have a fear to ask believers now a day, give money to the ministry or something like that. Uh, the reason they have so many things to do, you know, the world is full of material. And the believers, their eye is caught by the material of this world. And, uh, you know, before yesterday or when, when we start our travel, Thursday. Thursday in the morning I opened the drawer. And I saw uh, how many shirt is just on the hanger. And my wife is looking for one particular shirt which she like it to wear. And I gave it, <laughs> I gave it in Djibouti when I was in Djibouti to one of the evangelists. And she's looking for that. She's asking me, keep asking me, honey, I think I gave it to some. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> you know, just here we are taken by the material, and I count how many shirts I have inside the drawer, you know. In India, when I was in India before years ago, 
I try to take the picture of his feet, the guy. He is praying, kneeling down and praying, and his feet had a hole on his uh, heel. And the hole is very large like this. I try to take the picture, but my camera is not taking that picture for me to show you what way these people are willing to serve the Lord. You know, one dollar is making a big difference, let you know. One dollar. But here, we go to the Starbucks cafe and how much money we spent for one cup of coffee. I love coffee, but I quit to go to Starbucks cafe. I quit. I sit down there. The guilt grabbed me. I have kids who is going to bed without nothing in their stomach. Here we are complaining. Last night we have dinner together and some people are trying to watch out their diet. I'm trying to watch out also my diet. The doctors told me. And uh, we are looking, you know, vegetables, this and that. But these people, they are going. They don't have even shelter. They are going under the bridge or under the tree. I saw all that clothes. I said, honey, when we are coming back, I need to clean this drawer. How many shoes do you have inside the house? Count it. One of my friends, one time we are doing for Gospel Light Ministry, a fundraise. And she came and she said, she go for on sale time. She buy dresses. And she said, I am not dressed up 10 or 12 dresses just on my dresser. I said, why, Zufi, why you do that? She said, I love to buy things, just that's all. I'm in America, it's on sale. Yeah. Let you know, I don't have a poverty mentality. I came from very high-class family. And uh, I was raised in having money, having everything. I don't have any problem to spend money for anything. But when we see the gospel is not preaching or doing well, okay, we need to think out. And the other country we work is Djibouti and Ethiopia. In Ethiopia, still the persecution is going on from place to place. And we are in the process now. And how many of you remember one picture which I brought here years ago? Her face is completely deformed and burned from the persecution. What her family doing to her? And we got a blessing from God. Uh, we found a doctor in Syracuse, New York. And uh, we brought her here. And she did the surgery and everything. I forget to bring her picture, but I, I will assure you 
to send it to Pastor Jeff. She looks completely different woman. The plastic surgeon changed her face and her nose, and everything is changed completely, and she looks very, very beautiful, and she returned back now. She is working for the uh, university, the theology college in back home in Ethiopia, and now this year also we have a plan to take uh, four people who got uh, persecuted and uh, lost their feet and their leg, and we are going to give them artificial leg and hand that's going to be done by VOM, and I'm going to assist that people to Kenya. And uh, we need your prayer and uh, your support. And also, say something to your senators. We have full freedom here to say anything what we need. We don't have a freedom? How many of you realize you have full freedom here? And we need to say something to our local, you know, senators and everything. Um, besides that, also just from time to time, we are asking you just to give. Why we are asking to give? We can't do anything without money. Can you? We have some faithful people who still supporting us mentally. And really, we want to say thank you to that people who is faithfully sending us support. And uh, let you know, some church also, they quit to support us, and some they minimize their support in half uh, without any notice. That is really very tough. But still, we are serving. Uh, I, I tell to the board uh, this morning, um, our God is big God. And our vision is still big. And we believe God is going to bring and do a big thing in our life, in our ministry, and still doing. And our ministry is supporting now this orphanage in Ethiopia and widow house and in India. Uh, still the Lord allow us to feed them daily. You know, in a minute I'm going to my message with this thought. Um, Eddie, he is a missionary in Ethiopia now. He's working with uh, uh, that organization, what is y YWM. They send him there, and he is working with a Coptic Orthodox Church. Inside the Coptic Church, revival breaks through and people got filled with the Holy Ghost, and the Coptic priests, they don't know what to do with them, and they throw them out from the church. And here this guy went there and working with them, and he sent me this email. Gaetane, before a week, after we finished the church service, we met these 10 young people who is always sees them on the street. Then we invite them to the church, he said. They came. They accept Jesus. And they are going through uh, new believers teaching and everything. And one morning, some of them, they came wet. He asking them why they get wet. He doesn't know who are they. These ten kids, 
They don't have anywhere to shelter. They are homeless. They are orphans. And the guilt caught him, and he wrote me this email. Gaetana, I don't know what to do. I have microwave to warm up food in your country, he said. I'm a missionary. I know I am supported by the church. I am supported by my organization. And I have clothes to change. I have home to live. But these kids, I am evangelizing them, and they don't have place to live. They don't have anything to eat. I don't know what to do. I don't have enough money to share. And always when I warm up food to eat, I feel bad, he said. And guess, I came here after training evangelists. And me and my wife, we went to the church we belong on Sunday service. They said we have uh, a comedian. I said, okay. You know, I haven't been, I haven't seen comedian in a church service on Sunday. For men's retreat, after the service, we have some comedian who came and make us, you know, to laugh, to fellowship, like watching television or something. But on Sunday morning, I don't know, maybe you are going to say I am very religious person or hypocrite. Say whatever you want anyway. I want to tell you my feeling. I got this email from Eddie, and I came from training these pastors who is willing to die, who don't have sandals for their feet. And here, I came to the church, and somebody came on the pulpit without reading the word of God. And my wife is my witness. I am not the only one who get bored about that thing, but some of the church members, I am associating the pastors, they came to me and they are asking me, Gaetana, how you allow in your presence something to happen on Sunday like this? You know, you are coming to the church, maybe you are hurted by your kids, or you are hurted in your workplace, and maybe your marriage is not working well, you know, you are coming to the church with so many kind of baggage. We know that. You are expecting the Holy Spirit to say something to you. I don't know what you are going to get entertaining or, you know, talking funny things. When people are dying about their faith, in India, they butchered them. They chopped her mom and her dad in front of her eye, a nine-year-old girl. She said, they t we try to move her from the city where she is to uh, Bombay or to New Delhi. VOM trying to assist her. You know what she said? I'm not living from this city. She is nine years old. I will finish the work, what my mom and dad started and died for it. Ah. What's your decision? You are here this evening. I don't know what kind of message you are looking to hear. Is fear grabbed you? 
you know, they are talking about the economy. Everywhere you go, the media and uh, the get-together in Great Britain, everywhere, they are talking, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to get worse and worse. I have good news for you. Nothing is not going to improve. Our house, which we pay $2,300 per month, the price is $350,000 last year. This year it is $150,000. We paid for four years the mortgage. We are not even getting nothing. If we try to sell that house, it's not going to work. What we spend. I have good news for you. Are you invaders or you are invaded? That's my message. Are you invaders or you are invaded? You know, God is calling each one of us to win the war. And most of us, we are not understanding we are in the war zone. We think we are a Christian, praise God. We are having this good people who is trying to lead us in a song. Most of them, they said praise and worship. I don't know how somebody is leading me to praise and worship him. Worship is a personal thing, what I am doing with God. You know, after I close my bedroom door, nobody doesn't know what I'm doing with my wife. That is worship. I don't know if somebody is going to lead me to worship God. We need to change that word anyway. I don't know what word you are going to bring. And they try to say that everywhere, everywhere you go, present worship, present worship, present worship leaders. All this year, since I came to Christ for the nation, I have a problem. The meaning is not fit with me. Is somebody lead you to present worship? This is intimacy relationship with God. God is looking for that kind of thing since the time he created Adam and Eve and brought them to the garden. And the enemy stole that relationship and put fear on people. And that fear grabbed us and still till today we have that fear. When something is happened, do you remember was he, what Devra said one time? Devra Marcus? My, uh, uh, Michael Harrow, is, uh, we live with them. We are a family and we came from Dallas and uh, we are staying with them. And uh, here in the morning, we came to have breakfast. They are very rich people. You know, he worked for Reagan uh, administration two term as a budget advisor and she is a doctor and she is making this huge money uh, in Washington DC area. And, you know, they live in McLean, uh, where very rich people are living. Their house is almost paid off. It's in a million dollars. I don't know today how much it's going to work. I haven't talked to her uh, after this economy thing. But on that time, there is a, a what kind of uh, Antrak? You know, the Antrak, when they send that Antrak thing. And sh in the morning, we came from the bedroom. And it's Saturday morning, we sit down with her, and she looks uh, almost dazed, you know, 
days grabbing her. I, and my wife said, Debra, what happened? She said, the anthrax. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Fear. She said, I bought the injection for you, for Wasani, and uh, for three of her children, for his daughter, uh, her daughter-in-law, son-in-law, for her grandkids. She bought that uh, anti uh, something they have injection. She put it in the freezer, and she showed us all that thing. I told her, Devra, I am not depend on that. And my wife starting to talk to her. We are not depend on that. We don't know what is going to take place tomorrow. Do you know? Do you have any clue about tomorrow? Then why you are afraid about your economy? I don't know how many of you are in the market and how many dollars is taken from you. Many people, they lost big thing. Some of them, they are in hospital. Some of them, they got heart attack. If you go to the hospital, you will hear all this report. Don't go to New York. Everybody is worried. Everybody is getting in fear. Are you having that fear? The fear grabbed you? You think you are going to be poor? You are going to beg for food tomorrow? You know, in year two, in 1999, somebody came to Christ for the Nation. I was at Christ for the Nation. They came from TBN and CBN, and they are interviewing people. I am leading at that time a prayer. They came to me, and they are asking me, as a prayer leader, what kind of preparation do you make for Y2K? What is Y2K? I asked him back. He said, sir, Y2K, you are not in, no, just tell me what's Y2K. Still, I have a question for Pat Robinson. If I saw him one day, I'm going to ask him. At that time, he leads so many people to buy dry food and to put. Uh, and I know a pastor in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, still, he got dry food in his garage. You know what year we are now? 2009. Lord have mercy. Okay, buy the food. Have in your garage or somewhere. Everything is going out. That's what they said, the electric, the computer. You know, in our church, uh, in Ethiopian Evangelical Church, they bought generator. That's the only thing what they did. I caught the guy when he is taking in the generator. I said, why you buy this? Man, in, uh, in the middle of our conference, we have a big conference for New Year always. If the electric went off, we want to use it. <sighs> Sorry. Please don't take it in, I said. He tried to fight with me, you know. And, you know, this is my life, if you want to know. I make it clear this always. Daily. I'm leaving to go home. I don't have anything in this world. I don't have anything. I want to live. I want to make money. 
you know, I, I, I want. But here it's not more than the life of Jesus Christ for me. And here our time is taken from us. We don't have time to give to God. And we are selfish. We are very selfish. We are trying to gather everything. We are trying to have everything. And for that reason, we have fear. The reason we are not getting enough, you know, just. We bought a house. We renovate a kitchen. And we want to change our sofa also. We change it. And, uh, you know, just we change the television. and we, we, change, we, we make a small change inside the house. The Lord allow us. And the TV is bought for my birthday anyway. That is another, <laughs> another way to. <laughs> she said, this is your birthday gift. Huh? You are the one who is going to sit down to watch it. <laughs> anyway, it's okay. <laughs> and, you know, and then one day I came to the kitchen which we renovate and I saw it. I want to make that kitchen a living room. It's so big and wide. And I said, this is good for prayer for Bible study, you know, to have people together, to come together. And then I want to do another kitchen inside the garage. You know, human beings, our need is not limited. It's always we want to do something, you know, always. We are very selfish people. We are very selfish. And uh, I, I said to my wife, okay, why, why, why you are going to market? If she need even a small thing, I said, oh, when it's going to be finished that you are going shopping? <laughs> She's not a, a woman who is going to shopping always, and I don't like, uh, I, I, I think I, I said before also, I am not a shopper, and she said, I don't have any friend, you are my friend, you need to go with me, and still I'm going once in a while. And our need is not limited, you know. It's always we have a need. We are very selfish. And in our mind, we think always something which God is not thinking. And the Bible said, have the mind of Jesus Christ. We are not thinking about our brothers. We are not thinking even, you know, sometimes I say, oh, Lord, have mercy on me, you know. I forget something. Uh, I'm not forgetting my, her birthday and my anniversary. Anyway, they told me when I get married, just before doing that, I do. Don't ever, even if you forget, don't ever say to her, I forget her birthday and <laughs> your anniversary. <laughs> and I don't know about Jeff. From time to time, he's forgetting <laughs> where is Spencer. <laughs> Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we need, you know, uh, where is our heart? Our heart is full of God's thing or it's full of our desire? What is there here inside of us? You know, sometimes we are, the Lord called us to be invaders of this world, but the world invaded us. You know, uh, the culture and the television 
the computer and nowadays you know in computer just you can get so many kind of things if you are not limited your time and let's talk about Thai most of the time Thai is not just which we are praying yeah you are right Pastor Jeff we are not praying to Thai the reason it's a commandment which is given by God he's not asking uh, nine like the Muslim the Muslim you know how much they give you want to know this nine percent they give it with full joy here to give our tithe, uh, and I'm not asking offering, you know, hardly. I'm not asking. I don't like also to ask love offering money, but God put me in this position which I don't like it. The reason we are very stingy, we don't like to give. And we kept our blessing. And more than that, your time. It's given to us 24 hours. From 24 hours, okay, eight hours late we work. Eight hours late we sleep. What are you doing with the rest? Eight hours. How many hours is more left? Yeah. Are you faithful on your time? Or still, your time is taken from you by the enemy? God called each one of us to prosper and to live in joyful life. And I am not a prosperity teacher. And uh, can you make a simple test? You know, log the number of hours you spend on internet. Just try to see how many hours you put yourself on internet, not uh, watching, you know, uh, conference or message, watching another thing. And how many hours you have been in television. I bought the television on my own money. And here, I took the remote control by my hand, and I commanded, and <laughs> I put myself in trouble. You know, if I'm starting to watch one movie, I tell to my wife, if she's asking me, she is the one always who asking me, uh, it's time to pray, let's go. I said, honey, let me finish. What can I tell to my mind if I'm not finished that movie or something which I start? I am the one who make myself to be a slave to that time. But God said, what? He called us to live in freedom. Don't be slave to anything. Drug, smoke, alcohol. We are slaves for so many things. For so many things. It doesn't look like when we are smoking, we are destroying the body of Christ. The body of the temple of the Holy Ghost. I don't know. I ended up in Kentucky one time. After we spoke in a church, 
we ended up. Uh, <laughs> he told me not not the, his 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 uh, uh, his place, but this is the mountains, and I ended up in a smokehouse. Only the lady of the house is the one who is not smoking. Her husband, her son, her granddaughter. It is a chimney. Just, I don't know why I ended up there. And I'm asking, is the church is not teaching anything? Uh -uh, not in this area. Everybody is just cultivating. The farm is tobacco. To, uh, you know, tobacco farm. And there are farmers for tobacco and uh, assembly of God. But I don't know the Baptist people how they deal with that. <laughs> yeah, the Baptists, you know, they are very, very hard on teaching this just after I joined the Baptist church. On smoking, on drinking, they are very tough. And, uh, I, you know, and besides that, you know, we are destroying this temple which God gave us to dwell in it. You know, I ate more than I eat, and now I'm trying to lose this weight. Yeah, yeah I hurt this by temple. You know, I can't lie to you. I am selfish. One of my relatives, he came and to stay with us. He said, they are making uh, good food, and they are eating. He said, we try to uh, just... Uh, host him nicely, uh, you know, he came from Ethiopia, and my wife tried to make him a good food. And we are not, our regular food is not like that anyway. We, you know, most of the time we are uh, eating vegetables. And she tried to make him chicken sauce and beef sauce, uh, all Ethiopian food. And we tried to host him, and he said, oh, they make good food, and they will eat. He said, oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I don't know if he's coming back if we do host him like that. Anyway, why I said this? We are slaves for so many things and we are invaded. The Lord called us to be invader, to rule this world. What he said to Adam? What is the word God said when he created Adam and brought him to, to, uh, to the garden? What he said? Can you tell me? Huh? Take dominion. Why fear grab you? Take dominion. Take a stand. What the doctor told you? They diagnosed you from cancer? I have good news for you. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, He is a healer. I got healed in one day. The day we met with Pastor Jeff. Since that time, I am taking painkiller for 17 years, migraine headache. And I saw also the man who's standing here talking to you. I saw four people raised from dead. You believe this? Your God is a miraculous God? What is the sickness they told you? The situation. The situation will tell you the economy is low, low, low. You don't have money. Yeah, but I am serving a big God who owned everything. That's what it said. The cows 
on the mountain. You know, the oil, the gold, the silver, the diamond is belong to my God. I am his child whom he bought me in his blood. We are a covenant people. We have that covenant. Why fear grab you today? Why you are walking in fear? You know, the purpose of the church is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. I don't know about your church, but as I know, this church is a good Bible teaching church. And also this church is since I met, you know, the late Jim Bennett and Jeff and others also, everybody of you, I saw you are living according to the word of God. You try, always we try. We are not perfect. But I know this church is supporting mission or a mission work. But most church, you know, uh, looking for number. They are not looking for Jesus. Jesus looks for soul. And I saw, I know this church is not looking for number. I know this church trying to make discipleship who is going to inherit the kingdom. I know most church that are entertaining, but they need to change to training. We need to be trained. We need to be equipped. Outside there, when we go out here, there is a battle. The battleground is there. The enemy prepared war and declared war on us. We need to understand that and we need to walk. Knowing this, God is a victorious God. He called Adam and he tell him, have dominion. You are a ruler. You are a king. You are a priest. You are a holy generation who called to do the ministry work. You are not called to grab by fear and not to do the great work of God. We are partnered with God. You know that. And we need to be willing. They sing that song and we will close with that song. I go where I, you send me to go. I do what you are asking me to do. Are you willing this evening to do what you're asking you to do? In full submission, God is looking for one person who is willing to say, yes, Lord, I am here to answer the call. If fear grab you this evening, if you are worried for anything, sickness, economy, 
or if you think you are lost, you are not saved, you welcome. And the door is wide open always for me and for you to come to him. And this is my call. Come to him and submit to him and walk in a full submission in victory with God. If you have any fear about economy or about sickness, about anything, you welcome. We, can, we will pray with you. And if you are not sure that you think you are not saved, I think that is the reason why Pastor Jeff is pastoring a church to lead people to the Lord. We will lead you to the Lord and we will pray with you. And let we sing that song. And uh, if anybody wants to uh, let me ask Pastor Jeff. Yeah, just go ahead and praise God. I want to go ahead and receive the offering and then I want us just to, to be able to be free to spend some time in worship and spend some time in ministry at the altar. I want to just draw to, you, uh, draw to your attention two things. This little booklet here they will not sell your, they will not give your email address or your information to anybody. When you fill this out and send it to Voice of the Martyrs, it will only be with them. You're not going to get a bunch of junk mail from a bunch of other people. But if you, if you take one of these, they're on the back table there by the display. If you take one of these, if you'll fill it out, and you can get a free book. For who did it does not presently subscribe to Voice of the Martyrs. If you do not get Voice of the Martyrs magazine, raise your hand. If you do not get it. For everybody who do, does not presently subscribe, if you fill this out and send it in, you don't have to send any money. They'll send you a free book. You can either get
Father, we thank you right now. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us this opportunity, Lord, to hear about what's going on, Lord, in other parts of the world. Father, the word that challenges us tonight, that asks the question, are we invaders or have we been invaded? Lord, I thank you that you have called us to be invaders, to take dominion in this world, that we are not defeated souls, we are victorious in Christ Jesus. Father, I pray tonight as we receive this offering, God, I know it will be used, Lord, for this gospel to go forth, to minister to the needs of the persecuted, to help Gitana and Wasani to continue making known, Lord, what's happening. 